O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpokah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, May 14th. I want to draw your attention to a pick on the navigation menu on the Daily Audio Torah website. It is found under our projects and partners. Select Torah House Global Prayer Network. This is a call to believers throughout the nations everywhere to take a place on the wall of prayer and to raise up a standard against the rising tide of evil and lawlessness that we see in our nations and in our culture. Let me share with you from their vision statement. The Torah House is an imaginary space where we meet each Arab Shabbat at 9 p.m. We all pray from our own location and in our own time zone. Together, we will enter into the virtual Torah House every Arab Shabbat at 9 p.m., your local time. His set-apart people will meet with Yeshua in His Torah House. Community prayer is of tremendous value because as we pray of one heart, mind, and purpose, Great power is released in the heavens. We begin our prayer time with a great shofar blast and enter Yahovah's courts with praise. We come against the relentless tide of evil that is swallowing up the nations. We ask our Father to establish His Torah in our city, our region, and our nation. Each month, there is a featured prayer theme for the month so that, together, we can focus our prayers on the prayer theme for that month. Go to thetorahouse.com to see the prayer theme for this month. To learn more or to sign up to become a partner, coordinator, or member, go to thetorahouse.com and find out more. Join with others throughout the nations every Friday night at 9 p.m. your time as together we raise up a symphony of prayer to Abba Father in seeking His face and crying out to Him for the remnant to return to the God of Israel and to His great and glorious Torah. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Bamidbar, and it means in the wilderness. Numbers 3, 33-51 to, to Merari belonged the clan of the Malites and the clan of the Mushites. Those were the clans of Merari. The recorded entries of all their males from the age of one month up came to 6,200. The chieftain of the ancestral house of the clans of Merari was Zuriel, son of Avikail. They were to camp along the north side of the Mishkan. The assigned duties of the Merarites comprised 
the planks of the Mishkan, its bars, posts, and sockets, and all its furnishings, all the service connected with these, also the posts around the enclosure, and their sockets, pegs, and cords. Those who were to camp before the Mishkan in front, before the tent of meeting on the east, where Moses and Aaron and his sons attending to the duties of the sanctuary as a duty on behalf of the Israelites, and any outsider who encroached was to be put to death. All the Leviim who were recorded, whom at Hashem's command Moses and Aaron recorded by their clans, all the males from the age of one month up came to 22,000. Hashem said to Moses, Record every firstborn male of B'nai Israel from the age of one month up, and make a list of their names. And take the Leviim for me, Hashem, in place of every firstborn among B'nai Israel, and the cattle of the Leviim in place of every firstborn among the cattle of the Israelites. So Moses recorded all the firstborn among the Israelites as Hashem had commanded him. All the firstborn males, as listed by name, recorded from the age of one month up, came to 22,273. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Leviim in place of all the firstborn among B'nai Israel, and all the cattle of the Leviim in place of their cattle, and the Leviim shall be mine, Hashem's. And as the redemption price of the 273 Israelite firstborn over and above the number of the Leviim, take five shekels per head. Take this by the sanctuary weight, twenty gera to the shekel, and give the money to Aaron and his sons as the redemption price for those who are in excess. So Moses took the redemption money from those over and above the ones redeemed by the Leviim, He took the money from the firstborn of the Israelites, 1,365 sanctuary shekels. And Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons at Hashem's bidding, as Hashem had commanded Moses. 1 Samuel 15, 1-16-23 Samuel said to Saul, I am the one Hashem sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. Therefore listen to Hashem's command. Thus says Yahweh Savayot, the Lord of hosts, I am exacting the penalty for what Amalek did to Israel, for the assault he made upon them on the road on their way up from Egypt. Now go, attack Amalek, and proscribe all that belongs to him. Spare no one but kill alike men and women, infants and sucklings, oxen and sheep, camels and donkeys. Saul mustered the troops and enrolled them at Telaim, 200,000 men on foot and 10,000 men of Yehuda. Then Saul advanced as far as the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the wadi. Saul said to the Kenites, Come, withdraw at once from among the Amalekites, that I may not destroy you along with them, for you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they left Egypt. So the Kenites withdrew from among the Amalekites. Saul destroyed Amalek from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is close to Egypt, and he captured King Agag of Amalek alive. 
he proscribed all the people, putting them to the sword. But Saul and the troops spared Agag, and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the second-born, the lambs, and all else that was of value. They would not proscribe them. They proscribed only what was cheap and worthless. The word of Hashem then came to Samuel, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned away from me and has not carried out my commands. Samuel was distressed, and he entreated Hashem all night long. Early in the morning Samuel went out to meet Saul, and Samuel was told Saul went to Carmel, where he erected a monument for himself. Then he left and went on down to Gilgal. When Samuel came to Saul, Saul said to him, Blessed are you of Hashem, I have fulfilled Hashem's command. Then what, demanded Samuel, is this bleating of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen that I hear? Saul answered, They were brought from the Amalekites, for the troops spared the choicest of the sheep and oxen for sacrificing to Hashem your God, and we proscribed the rest. Samuel said to Saul, Stop, let me tell you what Hashem said to me last night. Speak, he replied. And Samuel said, You may look small to yourself, but you are the head of the tribes of Israel. Hashem anointed you king over Israel, and Hashem sent you on a mission, saying, Go and proscribe the sinful Amalekites. Make war on them until you have exterminated them. Why did you disobey Hashem and swoop down on the spoil in defiance of Hashem's will? Saul said to Samuel, But I did obey Hashem. I performed the mission on which Hashem sent me. I captured King Agag of Amalek, and I proscribed Amalek. And the troops took from the spoil some sheep and oxen, the best of what had been proscribed, to sacrifice to Hashem your God at Gilgal. But Samuel said, Does Hashem delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obedience to Hashem's commands? Surely obedience is better than sacrifice compliance than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination. Defiance is like the iniquity of teraphim. Because you rejected Hashem's command, He has rejected you as king. Saul said to Samuel, I did wrong to transgress Hashem's command and your instructions, but I was afraid of the troops and I yielded to them. Please forgive my offense, and come back with me, and I will bow low to Hashem. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not go back with you, for you have rejected Hashem's command, and Hashem has rejected you as king over Israel. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul seized the corner of his robe, and it tore. And Samuel said to him, Hashem has this day torn the kingship over Israel away from you and has given it to another who is worthier than you. Moreover, the glory of Israel does not deceive or change his mind, for he is not human that he should change his mind. But Saul pleaded, I did wrong. Please honor me in the presence of the elders of my people and in the presence of Israel, and come back with me until I have bowed low to Hashem your God. So Samuel followed Saul back, and Saul bowed low to Hashem. Samuel said, Bring forward to me 
King Agag of Amalek. Agag approached him with faltering steps, and Agag said, Ah, bitter death is at hand. Samuel said, As your sword has bereaved women, so shall your mother be bereaved among women. And Samuel cut Agag down before Hashem at Gilgal. Samuel then departed for Ramah, and Saul went up to his home at Giva of Saul. Samuel never saw Saul again to the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, because Hashem regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. And Hashem said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and set out. I am sending you to Yishai the Bethlehemite, for I have decided on one of his sons to be king. Samuel replied, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. Hashem answered, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to Hashem. Invite Yishai to the sacrificial feast, and then I will make known to you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I point out to you. Samuel did what Hashem commanded. When he came to Bet-Lechem, the elders of the city went out in alarm to meet him and said, Do you come on a peaceful errand? Yes, he replied, I have come to sacrifice to Hashem. Purify yourselves and join me in the sacrificial feast. He also instructed Yishai and his sons to purify themselves and invited them to the sacrificial feast. When they arrived and he saw Eliab, he thought, Surely Hashem's anointed stands before him. But Hashem said to Samuel, Pay no attention to his appearance or his stature, for I have rejected him. For not as man sees does Hashem see. Man sees only what is visible, but Hashem sees into the heart. Then Yishai called Avinadab and had him pass before Samuel. But he said, Hashem has not chosen this one either. Next Yishai presented Shammah, and again he said, Hashem has not chosen this one either. Thus Yishai presented seven of his sons before Samuel, and Samuel said to Yishai, Hashem has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked Yishai, Are these all the boys you have? He replied, There is still the youngest. He is tending the flock. And Samuel said to Yishai, Send someone to bring him, for we will not sit down to eat until he gets here. So they sent and brought him. He was ruddy-cheeked, bright-eyed, and handsome. And Hashem said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of Hashem gripped David from that day on. Samuel then set out for Ramah. Now the spirit of Hashem had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from Hashem began to terrify him. Saul's courtiers said to him, An evil spirit of Hashem is terrifying you. Let our Lord give the order, and the courtiers in attendance on you will look for someone who is skilled at playing the lyre. Whenever the evil spirit of Hashem comes over you, he will play it, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his courtiers, Find me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the attendants spoke up, I have observed a son of Yeshai, the Bethlehemite, who is skilled in music. He is a stalwart fellow and a warrior, sensible in speech and handsome in appearance, and Hashem is with him. 
Whereupon Saul sent messengers to Yeshai to say, Send me your son David, who is with the flock. Yeshai took a donkey laden with bread, a skin of wine, and a kid, and sent them to Saul by his son David. So David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul took a strong liking to him and made him one of his arms bearers. Saul sent word to Yishai, Let David remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the evil spirit of Hashem came upon Saul, David would take the lyre and play it. Saul would find relief and feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. John 8, 1-20 Yeshua went to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Master, this woman has, was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the Torah commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Yeshua stooped down, and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even to the last. And Yeshua was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Yeshua had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those who accuse you? Has no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. And Yeshua said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then spoke Yeshua again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Yeshua answered and said to them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and where I go, but you cannot tell whence I came and where I go. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your Torah that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bears witness of me. Then said they to him, Where is your father? Yeshua answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. These words spoke Yeshua in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Psalm 110, 1-7 The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be willing in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. 
The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at your right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Proverbs 15, 8-10 The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loves him that follows after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that forsakes the way, and he that hates reproof shall die. I want to speak to you today from our reading from 1 Samuel 15 and 16. And the first verse we're going to look at is chapter 15, verse 11, where it is written, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned away from me and has not carried out my commands. Samuel was distressed, and he entreated Hashem all night long. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Saul's error of not completely eradicating the evil Amalek costs him his kingdom. Yet, King David's sin with Bathsheba does not have a similar result. In his book of the principles, Rabbi Yosef Albo, a philosopher in 15th century Spain, notes that King David's sin, though grave, is a personal one. Therefore, his punishment only impacts him and his family. However, King Saul's transgression was of a national scope, impacting the future of the nation. In fact, when the rabbis of the Midrash teach that the evil Haman mentioned in Esther descends from Amalek's king Agag, whom Saul kept alive long enough to father a child, thus the punishment has to be one that impacts his rule over the whole nation. Let's continue on. So, Saul was told to completely destroy Agag and the entire village. Men, women, children, animals, to spare nothing. But Saul instead set aside some of the best sheep and some of the best animals, and, and he didn't obey God's command. So then when Samuel confronts him in verse 19, Why did you disobey Hashem and swoop down on the spoil and defiance of Hashem's will? And then Saul says back to Samuel, But I did obey Hashem. I performed the mission on which Hashem sent me. I captured King Agag of Amalek, and I proscribed Amalek, and the troops took from the spoil some sheep and oxen the best of what had been proscribed to sacrifice to Hashem your God at Gilgal. Verse 22, But Samuel said, Does Hashem delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obedience to Hashem's command? Surely, obedience is better than sacrifice, compliance than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, defiance like the iniquity of teraphim. 
because you rejected Hashem's command. He has rejected you as king. So, this cost him the kingdom. This really lays out a very important principle for us, and that is we are to be obedient. We are not to rebel. We are not to do partial obedience. Because withholding is the same thing as disobedience. Continuing on in verse 28 and 29, it is written, And Samuel said to him, Hashem has this day torn the kingship over Israel away from you and has given it to another who is worthier than you. Verse 29, Moreover, the glory of Israel does not deceive or change his mind, for he is not human that he should change his mind. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. When World War I broke out in 1914, many young Zionists perceived the crisis as an opportunity through which the political landscape of Palestine could be transformed to advance the dream of Jewish self-determination in their homeland. Sarah Aronson, one of the first generation of native-born Zionists, was born in 1890 in Zikron Yaakov. With Anison at the helm, a young group of idealists formed a clandestine organization they called NILI, which was a Hebrew acronym based on the phrase in this verse, Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishakar. The glory of Israel does not deceive. NILI conducted espionage against the Ottoman authorities on behalf of the Allies. They hoped that with their assistance, the British would come to power and reward the Jews with an independent state in Palestine. In 1917, however, the Turks discovered Sarah Aronson's espionage and arrested her. Despite interrogations and torture, she refused to disclose any information about Nilly's efforts, taking her own life instead. She sacrificed her life for the millennia-old dream to promote the independence of the Jewish people. Sarah Aronson is remembered to this day as a national hero of Israel. So now Samuel is sent out on a new assignment from the Lord, and the Lord has someone else that he has picked out to be the next king. And so he goes to visit Yeshai, and... Yeshai presents all seven of his sons, and as each one is brought before Samuel, he said, Nope, this one is not the one chosen by God. Nope, not this one. Nope, not this one. Verse 11. Then Samuel asked Yeshai, Are these all the boys you have? He replied, There is still the youngest. He is tending the flock. And Samuel said to Yeshai, Send someone to bring him, for we will not sit down to eat until he gets here. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Young David is not the only great leader of the children of Israel who was a shepherd before Hashem called him to a leadership role. For example, Moses was also a shepherd. Shepherds bear great responsibility for the flock as a whole and also for each individual sheep. Each one must be cared for and must be counted as part of the flock for tithing. This is perfect training for leaders who must lead the nation as a whole and also maintain the concern and compassion 
for each individual. So Samuel anoints David to become the next king over Israel. And we will pick up the story tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.